Hey everybody, got a special treat today. I got a special guest going to be helping us out with this podcast, Jacob, and he's going to be teaching about Are You Called or Chosen, a lesson he's been working on. God bless and I hope you enjoy this podcast. Hey everybody out in podcast land, it's David coming at you with a new podcast. So today I got a new guest I've been uh, promoting the last few times I've had a podcast for Jacob. And Jacob's here right now. Say hi, Jacob. Hello, podcast land. How's it going? So that's Jacob. And uh, Jacob's been spending a couple days over here visiting and talking. We're going over a few of the lessons and sermons that he has. And what's the title of the new sermon you're working on? The new sermon that we are... That, uh, Reverend Dave and I are working on our, are you called or are you chosen? So let me get this right. Your title of it is, are you called or are you chosen? Yes, it is. That's the name of the title. So it kind of reminds me of that verse. Uh, many are called, but few are chosen. Is that kind of where you got your idea from? That's, uh, that was the main part of it. Yeah. Sounds about right. So, um, can you give me just a little backdrop of it? Like what's some of the ideas in it? Um, like, so I got a few notes here that, like, um, there's a lot of Christians out here that think they're are chosen. To, and they look at me, I'm special. I got my own personal church, and look what I'm doing, and look, and and it's all because of this or A, B, or C reasons, and they think there's their own. They're chosen whether they're not chosen or just called. Okay. So, like, the theme what you're saying is many people are called, but few are chosen. So, what you're saying is there's a lot of people that God has called, but then he only chooses a few of those people? Um, yeah. You pretty much summed up the words there. Yeah, that kind of sounds about right. So I, I think about this a lot too. We talked a lot yesterday about your job where you work at and uh, like a help wanted sign, et cetera, et cetera. If your boss needed help, if you needed help, we use scenarios like that. A lot of different scenarios you could use for this, but the Bible clearly says many are called, but few are chosen. So I know a lot of people in the day and age we are in call themselves Christians. So they come from all different walks of life. Some people you would look at and say, man, they don't represent anything that looks like Christ or anything that the Bible talks about, but they're calling themselves Christian. So are they just called? They're not chosen? Well, on the outward appearance, you would think they were just called, but you don't know what God do. Some of them, there's some of them that are God um, says, you don't know what I'm doing in the inside of this person. So just because you don't think he's chosen, I still chosen. I mean, he, he might live a certain lifestyle right now but watch what i'm going to do with them in the next six months a year or however long god works with them right yeah i agree with that you know um we can't judge anybody by the way they look right now because we don't know what god's doing with them in the future or even at the moment and so we can prejudge somebody and that wouldn't be a very smart thing on our part i don't think yeah i mean that's that would be kind of foolish it, and there's a lot of preachers right now that think they're chosen, 
there's ministers, preachers that think they're uh, chosen, and they look at their um, or the congregations, and they say, and if they get up there on their platforms and they preach, and then they go home, or somebody in their congregation might come up. Let's say a good example of smoke, because I don't want to. Smoking cigarettes. Let's say smoking cigarettes. Uh, somebody comes up to a pastor or a minister, or, and you say, "Hey, man, I have this trouble." If I can say, "Brother Dave, I have a problem smoking cigarettes," you know, I have a prediction of this, and he says, "Well," and he gives me Bible verses and he tells me why I shouldn't do it because A, B, and C is going to give you lung cancer. It's an addiction. You're buying it to Satan's kingdom. You're going to not only are you hurting yourself, you're hurting those around you. Those are all true statements, but if he, if, if Pastor Dave over here is in his home when I leave, and he's lighting up cigarette after cigarette, and look at Jacob, now I got him thinking that he can't do this, and he's not worthy to talk to you guys, I, I, I wouldn't say, man, I, if that's your thought process, then are you really chosen? Because chosen people do not do that. Chosen people don't smoke, is that what you're saying? No, chosen people don't have that um, thought process of a manipulating thought process, I would say. Right, so like, let's say I'm smoking cigarettes, but I'm telling you not to smoke cigarettes. Is that what you're saying? Like, um, like, um, they wouldn't put somebody, they wouldn't make it harder for somebody else to try to live a godly lifestyle yeah put stumbling blocks in their way and stuff so i'm i agree with you i think smoking is bad i don't think that's something god ordained in the kingdom of god as anything that is godly because um the world had created that for a pastime for their own emotional feelings their social issues whatever you attach to that we know that the world uses that that's what the bars do that's what the world does I didn't mean to put this on a smoke thing. You brought that up, but I'm just saying the world has, that's something the world does. That's just like drinking. We don't drink beer either. We don't go smoking dope either. These are things we don't do because they're all lumped in the same thing. Smoking, drinking, and uh, drugs is pretty much all the same thing because nicotine is a drug. Beer has alcohol in it, which we've seen lots of people die of alcoholism. And then you got marijuana, which is THC, and then you got all the other drugs. You got tons of other drugs, fentanyl, and a lot of um, drugs that come across the borders and stuff like that that are filling our country right now. Opium, just bad stuff. And, uh, you know, the message I know from God is you can be free from all that. Like I was telling you the other day, I remember the only reason why I preach against stuff like that and I can preach against stuff is because when I came to God and I went to the altar for the very first time, God healed me of all that stuff. Just like I know he healed many people. And a lot of people turn back and go back to those things. But the Bible says it's like a dog going back to their vomit. So if you've been healed of something and go back to it, it's not God's fault. And he's not ordaining it. He's not saying it's okay with that. He wants you to get over it. And he, just because he doesn't help you or put his hands on it doesn't mean you don't have a responsibility to get over it. You still have a responsibility. It might be harder. That's why the Bible says it's seven times harder. It's not God's fault. It's not anybody else's fault. It's the person's fault who chose to go back to do those things. And so that's not our message today. We're not talking about that. I guess that's something Jacob just wanted to throw in there. But uh, that's a good message. So any more you want to say about that before we go on? Um. I think we could 
pick that up at some other time, but I think sure. um I think we should go back to what we were originally talking about. Yeah, called and chosen. That's a great topic. Let's get, let's get back to the called and chosen. We're going to spend a few more minutes on this because we're going to go more in depth with this over the next few podcasts that we have together. We're going to talk uh, more about the called and chosen, getting into some more of the scripture verses that you wrote down, talk more about that. And, um, you know, we're in a world right now that has, if you look at it from the outside, it looks like it's lost its way. And I know there's a lot of Christians right now that are saying, yeah, but that's the world. That's what the Bible talks about. That's revelations. And they put it off on that. And they say, that's how they justify their part of, it's okay that I didn't reach nobody or evangelize nobody or press the God's kingdom out there because it's going to fall apart anyways. And it's a waste of time. And God's going to rapture me. We're just going to get out of this world. And I'm going to bypass all the trouble. And you guys can have this world, but I'm going to leave. And they leave no responsibility in their hands no more. I'm not a believer of that. I believe when God calls us, he comes out and calls each one of us and he puts a mission on each one of us. And it's the same mission. We might have different gifts and different abilities, but it's all the same mission. The mission is to have a lifestyle that witnesses to everybody you come in contact with. That's why we're called witnesses. We have witness. What have you witnessed? I witnessed Jesus. Why do you witness Jesus? Because he changed my life. He gave me a new life. But if you live a life just like the world, then you can't say that. Because how can you say you've been a, given a new life if your life is the same as the world? You have nothing to offer them then. Right? That would, uh, yeah, that would, would kind of make you like a, that would make you like a, I guess the terminology for that is a hypocrite. How are you going to live? Tell us, how are you? And I'm a, uh, Pastor Dave over here, uh, <laughs> or Reverend Dave over here, I guess he kind of brought that to my attention. Like we, we, as we said earlier, we were talking a little bit last. He brought that. To, so how am I going to tell somebody not to do something if I'm doing this? Right. And another verse that comes to my mind is in James. It talks about a double-minded man. A double, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Why is that? Why would a double-minded man be unstable in all of his ways? It's because he never makes a choice. If you never make a choice, you're going to be in confusion. And if you're in confusion, you will never go forward or backwards. You're just going to stand betwixt two, two spots. You're going to say, oh, I'd love to go forward. Oh, I don't know what I'll go back there. I don't want, oh, I can't go forward. Oh, I don't want to go backwards. I tried to do this before and it failed, so I don't want to try again. And you, you vacillate between two opinions and you never go forward. Some people are afraid to fail. Some people are afraid to do something because they're afraid of failure. Like God is going to be mad at you and, and smite you over the head with something. If you try something and fail, get back up and try again. Because I've learned that everything you've tried and failed at becomes part of your success one day. Because when you finally get that successful thing and you say, I'm successful and everyone goes, I want to know the secret of your success. You can say, here it is. 27 times I failed, but I got back up. This is the 28th time I got back up. That's why it's successful. Not That doesn't mean that you fail 27 times, get up on the 28th, you're going to be successful. It might be 50 times you fall, and the 51 time you get up, you're successful. But the message is, keep getting back up. Keep trying. And if everybody uses that as the central message of, keep going forward, keep trying. If you fail, get back up. And it's much easier if you're saying, God, I'm trusting you in prayer 
and you go to God in prayer and then you go and try something and fail, God's right there with you if you fail. You prayed to him, you've talked to him, you've asked for help, but then he says, okay, what are you going to do now? Some people say, I quit. I'm done. I'm not trying again. I tried it once and I failed. I won't try it again. That's when God says, okay, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm backing up. Because if you don't want to go forward, I'm not going to go forward with you. I'm not going to make you do it. But if you go forward again, I'll go with you. And so every time you get up and try again, God's with you. Amen. A thought on this process is, you know, and I, I guess this goes, as we go through the days, I'll talk a little bit more about this. I'll mention it again, but uh, right now it's just a quick note. Yeah, we're just getting people in, in it. Uh, but, um... Since I, since I was a young man, 16 or 15, probably, and ever since when I met Brother uh, David over here, he used to pick me up from church and we'd talk and hang out. And but and then there was a point in my life, at a certain age, probably in 1920, somewhere in there, if I recall. And I'm like, you know what? This church isn't working out for me. I don't want no more part of it. And I dropped out of church. And then I come back to church, and you know, I'm like, well, I don't like that lifestyle. So it goes back to the double mind of mad. So I go, so I'll try this church, maybe this church, because these people seem, and you know, that, and then it's like, oh, I no longer like that church. I don't like what they're believing because it doesn't fit your ideology. And so, and then all of a sudden, you just stop going to church altogether, and then you're living like the world does. Well, that's, um, God will let you have your way in that. If you if that's what you truly want to do, and then not too much, and let's say three years goes by. Oh, I'm atheist. I don't go to church. I I was I once was Christian. I used to go to church every day, but I backed out, and now I'm doing. Now I'm into drugs, alcohol, smoking, sex outside of marriage. Um, even looking at and quick note on that. Now that it's close, just because you're not physically having physical sexual acts with a woman or a man does, does not mean that you're not still committing adultery. Jesus says, there's a Bible verse, Jesus says if you look at a woman wrong in the wrong way, you're still, you committed adultery in your heart. So now, and it, us is, and it kind of goes through my notes, I think a little bit. <laughs> so, if, if that's one of the things, so if there's something in there that you're struggling with and you say, and you say in your heart, this Reverend David's been saying, Well, I've struggled with this for 20 years, and 20 years nothing came out of it, and I give up. God's not gonna, and people expect God just because He's just just because He's the creator of the universe, they, they want all their problems fixed immediately without putting in the work. So, I just, yeah, that's right. And um, just a couple of points right there for as we close this uh session out. Um, I see people jumping from church to church, looking for people and building and denominations and that to kind of meet their need for God. And they find out they don't find that and they find empty because each one of those places you go, you're using that as your connection to get to God. When he had ripped that partition down and said, you can come boldly before me anytime. Every day you can have an, uh, the church experience with God. Every moment of the day, anytime today. You can stop and have a church moment with God. You can sing to God anytime. 
You don't need a whole congregation or a choir. You can preach. You can go to a Bible and read the Bible anytime. You don't need a preacher to do that for you. You can speak to God and talk to him. You don't need any kind of intercessor to go before you because Jesus is an intercessor. And if you need to talk to God anytime, he'll talk back to you. You can pray and ask for forgiveness anytime. You can connect to God anytime. Nothing is hindering you. Now, if you're in a point of place that you think you have to go there to get to God, you've already been hindered. Something has gotten in your way. There, that's a, that's a big mess up right there because nothing should be between you and God. If anything is between you and God, and that even includes a man or a woman, is in between you and God, that's an idol and you need to get it out of the way. And if you are addicted to anything like we talked about today, if you have any addictions or any problems, we're going to pray with you as we close this out. And God will also help you. And he's going to be with you every time you try to quit that vice or to get over it. First, you have to recognize it's a vice. This is not of God. This is something that God disdains. He does not like it. And once you realize that God does not like it, then you're going to start to not like it. And if you like it or if you accept it and you know that God doesn't, then you have a problem there with God. Because that's one of our biggest problems, I think, is allowing stuff in our life that you think God's okay with and he's not okay with. And you wonder why he's not in your prayer life or he's not around you. And some people say, well, yeah, well, he's in my prayer life. He's answering my prayers in it. But that doesn't justify what you're doing. You still have to clean that up. And if you don't, you're going to have to answer to God for that. You know, and I'd rather see you have a better life. And that's what I'm saying. The message is out there. I just showed uh, Jacob, my listeners, my main listeners are out in Washington, Seattle, Seattle, Washington. Michigan's also a lot of my listeners, but all around the world. So those out in Seattle today, I want to give a shout out to you that are listening. And I thank you for listening to me. And I hope that if you have an addiction, that's if we're talking to you, that you will spend some time talking to God, get that cleared up and keep listening because we're going to get into more stuff like repentance in Jesus name in its rightful place, baptism in Jesus name in its rightful place and getting the Holy Ghost speaking with tongue in its rightful place and how to use that and what it's for. And uh, not just ending there. That's where that other people like to stop the story. But it's a daily prayer life with God. It's a daily reading of the Bible with God. It's a daily devotion with God. It's a daily walk with God, commune with God. There's a lot more than just those steps. Those are just first entrance steps. But you need to be out talking to people, witnessing to people, living a life. And you should have a joy in your heart to know Jesus like the moment you met him. And I want to say with that, God bless. And Jacob, do you want to say goodbye or anything? Um, God bless. We love you. And I mean, just don't give up the fight, man. If you're struggling with anything we talked about today, do not give up the fight. That's the first thing that double wants. Don't give up. Just well, keep trying. Let's say a prayer real quick too, Jacob. Dear Lord Jesus, right now we send our prayer and our love across the airs. Right now these airwaves, we send them out uh, with hope and faith and patience to overcome whatever addiction they have in Jesus' name. Whatever that addiction is, if it's cigarettes, if it's if it's drugs, if it's alcohol, if it's lust, like Jacob said, whatever it is, whatever the addiction is, if it's just people that have dis, uh, discouragement in their heart, depression in their mind, and they just can't go forward. We rebuke it now in Jesus' name. And we send the power of God through these airs into your ears. And to bless your soul and to revive it now. With that time of refreshing from God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless, guys.
Hey, have you ever heard of MyPillow? I'm sure you have. It's on all the commercials that you can see on TV. Well, I'm a user of MyPillow. I used to have migraines, real bad neck aches, but MyPillow helped me in such a way that I don't get migraines and I have to use MyPillow every time I go to bed. I even take it when I go on a trip. My wife and I have to have our pillows, the MyPillow with us wherever we go. You can get the MyPillow too by going to MyPillow.com. Mike Lindell is a Christian, he's a good man, and he produced a very good product. I am advertising MyPillow for free for him, and if I were you, I would buy a MyPillow. I'm doing it because I know it works, it's a great product, and it'll be a great blessing to you and to whoever you buy it from. God bless, and go to MyPillow.com and order MyPillow or wherever you go and you see a MyPillow, buy the MyPillow and watch. You will be blessed. Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope it was a blessing to you today. And just remember, you're chosen. You're one of you among the chosen, not the called. So don't just say, I believe in God. I accept God and all this. And he knows my heart. Be a chosen where you do something for the kingdom of God and push the kingdom forward and damage Satan's kingdom. And with that, God bless.